What's up, family? I'm Juan Castillo, and when I'm on social media, my favorite show to watch is the Don't Shoot the Messenger weekly podcast. Chris G, professional Sutton, Rucker Report, delivers sports the way it's supposed to be, real and authentic. So get ready to be entertained. My boys are ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, the Rucker Report, a.k.a. Ready? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is about that time. It is about that time. Gang, gang. Another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And on behalf of our boy, Deshaun Rucker, it's the Rucker Report. Church. There we go. There we go. Chris, what's going on, man? Oh, man. Yo, happy to be here, man. Happy to be live in the mic. Yes, on the sir. mic. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. Like, great, great night. Great night last mm-hmm. night. Great night last night. Listen, uh, well, speaking of speaking of great stuff, I see you the real Chris Kringle. You know, you got the tree in the back. You know what I mean? Doing your thug. Th- Listen, man. Let me let me let me tell you I said, yo, my boy Chris, he is the jack of all trades. If you don't know, man, if you don't know, my boy Chris is the jack of all trades. Man, he can do everything. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't do that though. The wife did that. <laughs> okay. Listen, nobody's supposed to know. Take credit for that. You probably like, yeah, I did that. You see my work. You know what I mean? So last night, great fight. Well, for the fight, you know. Um, again, no, I'm great not fight, great fight, great fight, uh, great fight. I'm not a boxing expert like yourself, so I won't sit here and lie. But I'm going to give you the floor. Um, I'll just ask questions, and you know, if people want to chime in, please, people, thank you if you just tuned in. Um, we we're talking about the fight between Earl Sprint, um, and Danny Garcia last night. So, Chris, what was your take on the fight, man, last night? Well, first of all, great fight. Great fight. Okay. It's always good. Look, it's always good, no matter what you think of Danny Garcia. It's always... Oh, uh, come on, Larry. Why you got to do me like that? I wasn't even going to bring up the Ravens today. You got to hit me off with I know he ain't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, no, no. No matter what you think of Danny Garcia, he's a high-level boxer. Mm-hmm. He's 100% a high-level boxer. I don't think he's the elite of elite, but he is an elite high-level boxer, and it's always good to see two high-level boxers in there because, you know what I mean, you're going to see the best. Even though I don't think we necessarily got the best Errol Spence, I thought a lot of questions got answered last night about Errol Spence going forward and, you know, how we would look after the, you know, the the horrific car accident and um, his durability. So, you know, he took a couple good ones on the chin, seemed unfazed. Mm. Uh, like he normally is, uh, you know, he's always had a good chin and, uh, you know, it wasn't really any doubt, um, after he took a couple good shots that then he wasn't going to knock this dude out. So that pretty much all Danny's chances of winning were, you know, pretty much out the window after that. He, uh, you know, he established his jab. Like I said, I don't know if we talked about this on air or not, but I know, I know I talked to you about it. I said, yo, he's going to establish his jab. 
He was going to work on everything outside of that. And that's what he did. And he Once he got his jab established, the whole fight just was like, Danny couldn't get past the jab. He even said it in the post-fight interview. He said it, you know, in the presser after the fight. He was like, yo, his jab. His jab was just on him, in his face, all night. And he set up things. You know, I think if, I think Earl was maybe about, um, I think Earl was maybe about 80%. 75% somewhere in there uh, of what we uh, used to seeing him. Um, his durability wasn't in question. You know, I thought he got a little, I thought he got a little fatigued in the, the ninth, the eighth, the ninth, the 10th. I thought he looked a little tired and he, he did say that his conditioning, you know, he had a little bit of ring rust and he got a little tired towards the end of the fight. And I thought you could see that. Um, I thought uh, he was aggressive because he's always aggressive, but he, he definitely didn't try to stop Danny. And I don't know if that was because, you know, he wanted to stop Danny in the later rounds and he felt like he didn't have the gas to do it or, um, you know, that he, he did catch Danny with some good some good shots and maybe he felt like I will have to risk too much to try to knock him out. So he just kind of stepped off the gas a little bit. But all in all, I thought it was a it was a great fight. It was good to see Spence back in the ring. Um, Danny gave him a good, solid test. I mean, for that to be your tune-up fight, after being off for 14 months after a car accident like that, you know, that speaks volumes of the type of competitor and the type of uh, boxer that uh, Spence, uh, Spence is. So with all of that being said, now the world is waiting, man. Yeah. The world is waiting. There's only one fight to be made. Now the Manny fight is always going to be out there because that's the money fight and everybody want to get the money. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge Spence or Crawford if that was the next fight they got. Because I understand they want to get that bag. And as big of a bag as they'll get fighting each other, Manny's still the bag. So right. I understand that. But in short of that, one of them getting that fight and then the other fighter just going, well, I got to, you know, I got to stay active. Um, other than that, man, there's nothing else to be done, man. Listen, Terrence Crawford contract, with top rank is coming to an end. If I'm not mistaken, it's over sometime in the first quarter of January. Or, I'm sorry, first quarter of January. First of the year of 2021. So that first quarter. So anywhere between January and March. I believe that's when it's up. When it's up, first thing is, do not resign with top rank. Mm. And that's from Crawford. Listen, Crawford could do a lot of things, but he not bringing... He's not bringing people over the top rank to fight. They they just they're not doing it. Obviously, I mean we've seen it since he's been there. He thought that if he stayed there as a top welterweight, that other um, boxers would come over there to fight, and they don't because Al Heyman does not like Bob Arum and vice versa. Mm. So that's not happening. So if he wants to get a fight with any of the top welterweights, definitely on the PBC side, definitely um, Earl Spence. That's the fight. That's what he got to do. He got to either become a free agent or he's got to sign with PBC and make that fight happen. Because that's that's it, man. That's it. Um, shout out to Larry. Listen, Dana White, he deserves some credit for what he does because, he, you know, he's able to put those uh, big fights together. But he's also a tyrant. Yes, very much so. Dana White. So the the good thing about Dana White with UFC is he can make all the fights happen. 
That's very true. In boxing, no, you can't do that, though, because there's a couple. This is Muhammad Ali act where the promotion or the promoter can't promote fighters and also have control of all the belts. It's a conflict of interest. It's a it's a it's a bill that actually got passed by uh, Senator John McCain, actually, a long time ago. So what he does is in, 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 um, in UFC is that's why he can make all of those fights, but only the top, I would say the top two to three percent of UFC fighters get paid. Where in boxing, it's it's more spread out. It, it's just you know it's more. I mean, as much as we don't like them, um, cool number one, Adrian Broner, huh. is a million dollar baby. Hmm. Yeah, and if y'all know what million dollar baby is, you can't yo, count it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, every fight that um, Adrian Boner get, he get less than a million dollars. And we talking about there's guys that you know in UFC that are way more uh, accomplished, established, that don't get a million dollars a fight. I mean, you're, honestly, there's only a few. Like Connor, John, Khabib, maybe DC. Gets real thin after that. Damn, that's Gets crazy. real thin after that. That's crazy. Uh, Brock, when he fights, I mean, you, you're only talking about dudes that could, one, bring in the pay-per-view share, two, have a belt, and then are, like, solidified stars. So Larry is right in the sense that there's too many belts. They do need to, like, consolidate. Um, too many belts. They need to do something about that. Um, too many promoters. They need to do something about that. A lot of corruption. They need to do something about that. There's a lot of things, oh, but that's, that's there's a lot of things in boxing. But Dana Dana got his own problems too, because it's, it's the reason why he about to lay off sixty boxers. I mean, sixty UFC fighters at the end of the it, year. He said major layoffs are coming, huh? I said for real. Shit, I'm dead serious. He's. I mean, he said it in the press, in the press after the fight, after the UFC fight night last night. Yo, sixty sixty UFC fighters is getting laid off. Why is that? So. You know, money, you know, pandemic, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to fucking kill this gnat that's, like, flying around. Anyway, uh, it's, like, right there. It's uh, annoying the shit out of me. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, he, he's not a he's not the guy. Believe me, Dana White got his good qualities, but he's definitely got his bad qualities, too. But, yeah, too many promoters, too many um, sanctioning bodies. They need the two belts. That's what they need, honestly, two belts. And if, if I had to pick the two belts, I would say, WBC, even though the WBC is, is corrupt as all corrupt can be, but that is most of the time the WBC has a lineage. Most of the time the WBC belt is the linear belt for that division. You know what I mean? Like the champ, the champ where you can trace it all the way back to the unified champ most of the time comes to the WBC belt. So you got to keep the WBC. And I would say keep either the WBA or the IBF. One of those two, and just have two belts. That's it. Okay. Um, it's sad when you talk about UFC and you know these guys put their life on the line, and only what you said, maybe four, or five guys really. I'm talking about getting like a million dollars. Man, you know, yeah, it's not. It's like a handful of guys. You don't really pay. You know, I mean, granted, they'll get like. Three, four hundred thousand, hundred thousand. 
I'll say this, like the medium guys for UFC, the medium guys, the lower tier guys, they get paid better than the obscure boxers would or the medium boxers. But you know, any boxer that you're going to see on TV, for the most part, that's headlining is something close to a million. Hmm. Most of them, most of them. Then you know you got a couple that are around the seven hundred thousand range, five hundred thousand range. A few of them, but like Tank, Tank making a mill. You know he just fight. Terrence is making more than a mill. Spence is making a mill. Um, for instance, so here's a, a good way to uh, compare it. So I'm gonna take two boxers. I'm mm -hmm. gonna take a boxer and a UFC guy, both high level. So. Deontay Wilder. Okay. Boxer. Now, Deontay, uh, Deontay Wilder probably made something to like 20 million his last fight. Dang it. Against Fury. Okay. Everybody knows Deontay. Deontay is a household name. Now, compared to John Jones, who do you think is the more popular figure? <sighs> Wilder. Longevity wise, pay per view wise. Who do you think is the more popular figure? Um, it's tough, but I'm gonna say uh, the, uh, who's been out? John Jones. I mean, you know, he, but so I mean, John, yeah. I would say this: John Jones is far and away more popular than Deontay Wilder. Okay, from the aspect of from the from the aspect of being at the top of his sport, he's. He's been the top guy in this sport for 10 years. Okay. Wilder, maybe like five. He's got way more pay-per-view buys than Wilder. I mean, it, the, the, the numbers are not even comparable. You know, uh, uh, Wilder Fury, I think if it didn't, I think it barely cracked a mill or it didn't even crack a million pay-per-view buys. You know, um, John Jones got multiples of, of that. John Jones maybe gets 1.5 million for a fight. Wilder gets 20. Phew. Now, that's a big discrepancy, is it not? A huge discrepancy. You, you would say you would I'm say that, more money. You would say John Jones is at least on the level of uh Deontay Wilder as a as a you know for MMA as Wilder is for boxing. Yeah. At the very, even if you don't agree with my take that um, uh, John Jones is the uh, you know the the bigger name, you would still say that they're on the same level. Handbone said that those numbers are skewed. Which numbers? I can break it down. I mean, if you want to say that they're skewed from the fact that when Wilder when Wilder fights, it's Wilder, and whoever he's fighting in the undercard is trash, and then when John Jones fights, there's you know, UFC has a better card. And there's multiple good fights on that card. So that could skew why the pay-per-view numbers for the UFC are better than boxing. That's the that's that's reasonable. We can have that debate. But John Jones is still the headline. And most of the people that are buying that fight are buying it to see John Jones. Even if they're bringing in more because the undercard is is better i'll say this the ufc undercard is always better than boxing you can watch the undercard of usc for boxing it's tough to watch the undercard mm. Mm. well 
you know what? That part is true, but for the time, for the time that and I, everybody can see that, right? I don't gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I say, yeah. So that is true for the, about his first six years, but at the same time, he's had to deal with it as of late, just like Wilder. You know what I mean? Like so. You know, you can't say in the past six years that John Jones hasn't had pay-per-view fights because he has. And he's done better in the past six years than Wilder has done with his pay-per-view fights. Mm. That's just that's just it's just true. So, you know, he when he um was going through when he was um making his claim to say I was gonna go up to um listen, the fire stick and all of the illegal piracy that goes on. Legend. Alleged that goes on in the world, those definitely dramatically affect the way pay-per-view numbers are 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 dealt with these days. I, you know, I wouldn't deny that at all. At the same time, the U.S. John Jones, when he fights, has to deal with those same those same hurdles that Wilder and any other boxer has to deal with, and he still puts up the numbers. Well, I could, I could, you know, we could look them up. We could look up the numbers and, and see. I could tell you, um, it ain't close overall. Mm. Wilder, not even a. I'm gonna be honest with you. Wilder, not even a huge pay per view star. If I'm gonna be honest with you, the the king of pay per view right now for boxing is Canelo Alvarez. Mm. He pales in comparison to what. Uh, Floyd Mayweather was when Floyd Mayweather was still, you know, boxing on a regular basis. But Canelo is undoubtedly the pay-per-view king right now. Mm. And I'm not just saying this because the fight just happened. Number two is Earl Spence, honestly. The Danny Gar yo, um, the Mikey Garcia fight was huge when he fought Mikey Garcia, and then the Sean Porter pay-per-view fight was huge. Wilder's only really successful. Wilder's only really successful pay-per-view was the two Tyson Fury fights, if we're going by those numbers. Now, granted, the, you know, to, to, to piggyback on what Larry Love was saying, the pay-per-view numbers, they are different now. You know, first of all, that one of the reasons that they charge $80 for fights now is because of all of the um, fire stick. Yeah. But, well, you used to be able to charge 50 Yeah. Because, you know, it just wasn't all of these websites and – you know, fire stick and all of the things that are up there to be able to watch a fight for free. They didn't have to worry about that. So they could charge 50. But now since they, they got to add that in now, they got to go, listen, we're not going to make as much money because as hard as we're going to try, because, you know, listen, I don't know, because I watched the, I watched the fight the right way, but I heard there was a lot of buffering last night if you Me were too. trying to watch um, the Earl Spence. I don't know anything about that. I Because I'm a law-abiding citizen and I pay to watch my fight. Don't you question yes, Yes, I do. I pay my money, you know. Yes, These guys work hard, and I pay yep. my money. But what I heard was you had to keep, like, flipping between, like, Channel. three pay-per-view channels that it was on on these free app or, you know, these semi-annual, you got to pay apps so you could watch stuff for, for, for a fraction of the price. I don't know this to be true. <laughs> I don't know this to be true. <laughs> but I heard. I heard. I heard people had to watch it on a, like, on the iPad and watch it. On, on the TV to kind of get through the buffering and that. but uh, listen I don't know I don't know. say he pays five dollars he okay. paid five Larry it, you know if, if handball want to put himself out there like that that's all you know I personally 
I'm a law-abiding citizen. There you go. That's all I got to say about that. I know you are, brother. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So just to wrap up the boxing uh, real quick, um, if if I know it's different because you know you got the different promotions and different things like that. Let's just say, no, you know what? Not let's just say you're the expert, Chris. You know what's gonna happen. You're pretty good. You know, you were you coin Negro Diamonds on the show. What do you think will happen with Earl Spence? Um, Tans Crawford fight. What is it looking like? Yo, not great. Okay. Not great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's not looking great. I would say it's going to be It's a lot of factors that is going to make. First of all, people need to stop acting like this will be the first time like the two top guys in the division didn't right. fight each other. It happens all the time in boxing. Unfortunately, it happens all the time in boxing. I would say you, you got a couple factors that are the major factor. The first factor is the A-side. I don't know if people know what the A-side is, A-side, B-side, lion share. Hey, Chris, for the people that don't know what A-side, please tell them what, break it down, tell them what the A-side The A-side is the person who Envy. dictates the fight. <laughs> the person who dictates. So the, in simple terms, when Floyd Mayweather fought somebody, he was always the A-side. Always. I'm the draw. I'm the biggest star. I'm the biggest name. So, you know, all of those things factor. So they got a problem. Spence and Crawford on who's going to be the A side from a resume standpoint or from a longevity standpoint. Ter Terrence Crawford makes a good a good case of why he should be the A side from a number standpoint and who's the most popular right now. Spence makes the you know Spence makes the argument for why he should be the A side. So it's going to be tough. It's gonna to be tough for one of them. Uh oh. And I don't uh -oh. know which one. Uh oh, hold on, hold on, Chris. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop it. Let me stop it. Angelo Rodriguez, shout out to my boy, man. You know, he's from Cleveland, man. You know, he about to go down there to the south. Um, I just want to say real quick, he was uh, you know, love our show, support Don't Shoot Investor Podcast. But he said you and Rucker going crazy. He said, you know, y'all delusional. He said that's why he had to get off. Um, I just want to say that, but you know, we'll talk about that. Well, um, hold on. So so um, he's right with Oscar. That was the last time that okay. um, Floyd Mayweather was the B side. So okay. I mean, so what what year was that? Two thousand and five. Two thousand five. But but to be to be fair, to be fair to um, Angelo, aka Dan Rue. No no no, I'm not saying well, that. Maybe. I'm saying. Yo, Floyd wasn't Floyd wasn't Money Mayweather until after he beat Oscar De La Hoya. So he couldn't. He was the A side sometimes in fights, but he was the B side in a bunch of fights before he got to. Um, he was the B side when he fought um, Diego Corrales. He was the B side when he fought Arturo Gotti. So coming up to that point, he had been B side sometimes. So I'm not debating that. I'm just saying when he ended his career for the for the after the Oscar De La Hoya fight, he was never the B-side again. I mean, I, I didn't want to have to... I didn't know I was going to have to break that point down, but after the Oscar De La Hoya fight, Floyd Mayweather was never the B-side again. Ever. Ever. That was the last time, because at the time, Oscar was the A-side until Oscar retired. 
Mm. Well, I mean, listen, it was a point where he became the A-side. You know what I mean? There's always a point where you finally become the A-side. So he wasn't always the A-side. But you know what I mean? Like, once he once he made himself a dominant fighter in those divisions, he was the A-side until he lost to um, Manny Pacquiao. That was his last fight. And that was the end of Oscar's A-side ring. After that, it was all Floyd. Hmm. All Floyd. Now, to his other point, um, top grossing boxers. I'm not... Top grossing boxers, I would say... Can you put that uh, list up again? Which one? The top grossing? I didn't... I, I never had that. Uh, list. I just it was just a B side where I feel. Oh, yeah. No, he had put up. He was like the top grossing boxer. He had like Wilder. Oh no, nah. uh, Anthony Joshua. Oh, he had that. Let me see. I, I want to. I just to 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 go through, to go oh, through here that. Here we go. Here we go. Top grossing fighters: Canelo, Manny, Anthony Joshua. Is not close to any of them. That is also true, but we're talking about in terms of. I don't know when you hopped on. We're talking on in terms of Spence versus Crawford. Crawford don't earn as much as Spence. Crawford hasn't even had a pay-per-view fight yet. But in the in the sense of who makes the most money, I'm I'm on uh, that that's a that's a fine list. Canelo is the Canelo is the king right now. That's just no doubt about that. And then you would have to add um at the end of that list, probably Triple G because he's on a big contract right now, too, with the zone for a lot of money. So he would be in those top grossers right now. But I wasn't comparing Spence to the top boxers of what they make. I'm talking about the welterweight division as currently constructed. And like I said earlier, um, the only fight that would make sense if they don't fight each other would be the Manny fight because Manny gets you the bag, even though the Crawford-Spence fight would be big. I also agree with the point that I believe that Spence is the A-side because he's the pay-per-view fighter. He had more pay-per-views, and he had more successful pay-per-views. Crawford has zero. Zero, zero pay-per-views. Wow. Well, that, Listen, you got to talk to Bob Arum for why he got zero pay-per-views. Mm. He got zero. So, you know... That's just like you know what I mean. Like, it's not because he's not talented, and it's not because he couldn't bring in a draw. I don't. I wouldn't base it on that. I'm just that's his promotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Lomachenko had pay per views. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me think about that for a second. Mm. I don't think Lomachenko had a pay per view actually. Mm, I need to think about that a little bit. Okay. I don't think he's had a pay-per-view, honestly. So, you know, you got to be in Bob Arum. Bob Arum does things the way he wants to do things. He's old. He's He is what he is. How is he still allowed to do that, man? Because Bob is the promoter. Okay. Yeah, well, listen. That's the reason why Oscar and Floyd had a problem with Bob Arum as Angelo Brown. That's the reason why Floyd spent all of the money he had left to get out of his contract with Bob Arum. And that's why Oscar De La Hoya you know, said, I'm out of here because Bob Arum is, he's a guy. He is a guy. Yes, yeah, both of them are more successful after far Bob. more. Oh, listen, yo, um, the things that Bob Arum are saying about Terrence Crawford now 
are some of the same things he was saying about Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if he's promotable, the way he fights, blah, 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 blah. And then Floyd said, you know what? I'll, I'll do bet on myself. 750K to buy out his contract. That is exactly correct. Wow. He said, you know what? I'll do it myself. Hence the persona, Money Mayweather. You he know, was pretty what? boy. He was pretty boy before that. You know what? And I think people got to understand when you, whenever you're talking about sports, first and foremost, it is called entertainment. You have to entertain, and it is the business. And I think people, you know, they don't understand that. If you just tune it in, you are tuned into the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. People got to understand when Floyd went from Pretty Boy Floyd to Money Mayweather, I personally loved it because that's when people started to understand the business side of it. Even with Oscar De La Hoya, you know, when he started doing his modeling, people got to understand the amount of money you dish out. Because again, I didn't notice for a long time until I started reading articles. You gotta pay taxes on this money, depending on the state in which you are fighting or competing in. It is a lot of money, especially that's why they like to go to Vegas instead of Cali in New York. Because mm -hmm. not only that, but you gotta pay the promoter, you gotta pay your manager, you gotta pay your lawyer. It's so many people to be paid out. So when people look at Floyd, oh, he made all this money. But he still has to dish out that money so he can be comfortable. And so many of these other sports entertainers. So that's why when they do what they want to do, hence NBA 2, and they want to put themselves in a better predicament to make more money, I'm fine with that. Because it's not just, you know, you just paying FICA and you paying your health insurance. No, you got to pay serious taxes depending on where the fight takes place. And that's why you won't see a lot of fights happen in California. You know, I know that they're moving to Texas now, but no state know, tax. Right. You know what I mean? Um, state don't have no state tax in Texas. Texas, no state tax. No state tax. Yep. Because when I lived there, nope, I, you ain't get a state income tax, but you ain't had to pay state tax either. So, you know, these fighters are finding ways to, you know, one, help your career. You know, get that longevity, but they're also finding ways to make more money and to keep the money. So I love it. I love when Floyd was money Mayweather and people started taking notice. And people say, Oh, I hate he's just too glamorous. But the same people that hated Floyd are the same people that was trying to watch and no, not trying to, who are watching and paid to see if he would get knocked out. So that's the beauty of it. Well, that's the that was the appeal of Floyd. I mean, especially with his style, he um he made you not like him. So you tuned in. I mean, unless you was like a, a boxing purist like myself, you tuned in because you was hoping that the dude was gonna beat Floyd. Yeah, but you know, but it ain't happened. So so let me read Angelo's comment. Uh, shout out to Angelo, he's been putting up a lot of game, and I'm reading this because there's a lot of people who listen afterwards um via podcast. Angelo said, and Floyd paid his opponents when he was running his own stuff, he paid for the promotion the opponent's purse, and the venue. And he also said Floyd only fights in Vegas. Well, that he listen, he got a lot of cachet in Vegas. So it was very beneficial to him to only fight there. Uh, to piggyback on what Angelo was saying, this is also true. That's why it was a little bit misleading sometimes when he would talk about, yo, I'm getting like $350 million for this fight, $250 and he, But he, he was, but it wasn't solely because he was fighting. It was because he was the promoter. It was because he was paying out of pocket for the other. Like, the dude's purses that he was fighting, when they would get their purse, that was coming out of Floyd. 
But that's because Floyd was reaping in all the pay-per-view buys. He was reaping in the gate buys. He was reaping in, you know, everything. He paid for the promotion. So when they go on promotion tours and go to the city and they do their face-off and talk, he was paying for all of that so he could reap on the back end. So, you know what I mean? He was very uh, strategic in the way that he did it. And uh, a lot of boxers would like to model in that fashion, but it, that's very, it's very hard to do. It's you know, hard to do. one thing that I would say is that a lot of these boxers are taking that foil approach. I think Adrian Brown, the cool number one, I think he's trying to, but he got to get the wins. But again, people don't understand when they talk and jump, marketing is part of it. Like that to is, a degree. Yeah. I mean, some to, of the stuff, to, you know, to a degree, like Floyd was far more advanced as Angelo uh, had brung up, he right. was far more event. Like he, you know, a lot of people got their own promotion. Danny Garcia got his own promotion. DSG, um, uh, Earl Smith got his own promotion. Man down promotion. Uh, Canelo's got his own promotion. Like everybody got their own thing, but nobody was handling it like Floyd was handling it. You know what I mean? You can make you you, you can make the argument that no boxer ever did it like. Floyd did it. Not even hold on. So did I the, to put up that much. I just want to read his comment and then I have a question. Uh Angelo says it's crazy in 10 years. He meaning Floyd Mayweather made over 900 million dollars. Yes, 900 million dollars. That's nuts. They say his net worth today is over 560 million dollars. Wow. Sound about right. And um uh, handbone, shout out to handbone. You know, love my brother, man. He said, trash talking gotta fit your style, meaning. If you're talking junk, you got to be believable, but you also got to back it up. Because you can't be talking junk and get knocked the hell out because after a while, it's not going to work. Um, and to piggyback on what uh, Chris was saying, um, where Manny, I'm not Manny, I'm sorry, was Floyd, you know, running his own promotion. He said, outside of Oscar, that was the closest. Talking about Oscar was, the, I would say Oscar was the closest because when he was the A fighter and he was the, he was the main draw. He was very close, very close to how Floyd did it, but not – he didn't become – he didn't start doing it like Floyd did it until he retired and made Golden Boy promotions, and then he was getting it like that. I was about to ask you, so has there ever been a boxer to do it like that, like, you know, having their own promotion while they still were fighting? Or yeah, listen, it's a, like I said, there's a ton of boxers that got their own, like, promotion thing, but it's not – But levels. I'm talking about before Floyd. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, and then, you know, just yeah. – to- like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. who was like a notable boxer that that had their own promotion and they were successful? I mean, not to the degree as Floyd, but were successful in that process. Define successful. Um, you know, making money, not taking a lot of losses. You know, boxing, you take you you take a huge it's it's a huge risk when you're doing it. From like back in the day, like did like Larry Holmes do it? No, I know, I know. Oh I- no, 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 not back then, okay. not back then, okay. no. All right. Not that far back. Angelo said that the Charlos are doing it now. They got their own, you know, but the Charlos are at a level. You know what I mean? Like, I like the Charlos. Don't get me wrong. I think there's this, like, Lion Heart or, like, Lion Lions Only or, or, or something like that. That's the name of their promotion. Listen, I'm just saying, as of right now, there's a ton of boxes that got their own promotion. There's a ton of boxes that got their own fighter. There was a point, and you, you might not remember, it was a point where Adrian Broner had fighters under him. Hmm. There wow. was a point. Okay. Listen, it's, it's once you become like a a, a a a good prize fighter, 
you could, yeah, lions only. Lions only. Um, um, once you become a good boxer, you could get some other boxers to to sign up under you. But will they pop or not? Like for instance, none of Floyd Mayweather boxers really popped. Honestly, that's crazy. He, you know what? He was he did. You know he what? Was besides, great. besides Young Money, anytime like a entertainer has people under him is really not successful. I don't, I don't know why. It's like it's he just had, you know he had a he had G A V I. What's his name? Something love, Jadavion love or something like that. He was garbage. Um, he had uh, he did just he did recently have. Well, I mean, now he's got better guys. Obviously, he got you know Tank and, and stuff like that. But when he was boxing, his his stable was trash. But well, I think all of them was trash. But Ishe Smith was probably the best boxer he had when he was boxing. When Floyd was still boxing and hit the people he had. Oh, Badu, well, no. But I'm saying Badu Jack and Tank are now after he's done fighting. I'm talking about why he was currently fighting. The best fighter he had on his stable was Isha Smith. But what is it? But isn't it kind of hard to have fighters under you while you're still fighting? That business side is tough, isn't it? Or is that no, just naive? You okay. just pick bad fighters. <laughs> okay. It's not that tough. You don't got to do nothing. You know, I mean? you got to do stuff as far as promoting, but you know how to do that as far as picking. Um, picking talent yeah if badu was under him while he was boxing then i'll i'll put badu i don't remember badu jack being under him while he was currently um boxing badu jack is good is he like great or anything i would say no but he's a very very good fighter solid fighter but um i think uh if i'm not mistaken shakur shakur stevenson is under um like crawford now oh where Mm-hmm. Okay. I know he run with Crawford and he run with um uh Andrew uh, uh Andre Ward. Mm. So you know that's 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 good for Shakur. Um it's not listen, you know how to pick boxers or you don't. So you know. So so basically, Chris, a lot of these boxers should just have their own promotion. How does that work? Because I know it's a lot of people out there listening, and then and they're probably saying, Well, why don't they just get their own promotion instead of going under someone after a certain amount? Well, look. You gotta have the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta put up a lot of money. You gotta put up a lot of your own capital. That's a lot of betting on yourself. And you know, some of these fighters don't feel that comfortable with betting on themselves. Mm. Okay. So, you know, that that's all that's all on you. You know what I mean? Floyd had already bet on himself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Floyd had already said, I'll go broke betting on me because I know I'm that good. Yeah. A lot of boxers don't feel like that. A lot of boxers aren't savvy, business savvy. You're right. They yeah, get, yeah. They could get yo, and, and Floyd also had a good team. He had a real good team. Mm-hmm. He had Leonard Ellerby, who was in his corner and was running part of the business side uh with him. And Leonard Ellerby, very good in the boxing business. And he also had um Al Heyman mm-hmm. on his team. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's really how Al Heyman after that, after Al Heyman kind of like got in business with Floyd, Al Heyman was able to separate and then Al Heyman got all these stables to fight. Yeah, I didn't realize and and, and again, I know... I Al know. Heyman is not a promoter. I, I always tell this to people. He's I didn't not a promoter. Like that. Yo, listen. I didn't realize he had a lot of you know, pullback. Al Heyman's, you know, watching all these interviews, I didn't realize Al Heyman has a hand in a lot of business stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, I'm talking about from death row days too. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't realize that he made a lot of stuff go and he made a lot of stuff not go as well. I didn't realize that. Oh, Richard Schaefer, too. Yeah, yeah. Richard Schaefer had a lot of pull. Richard Schaefer also uh, worked with uh, Oscar as well. Richard Schaefer, another good one. Very, now, very important. Who, who is Richard Schaefer? It's a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> but what does he do? Is he a promoter? Like, is he just a kind of consultant? If you will, right, let's let's go with the consultant knows how to do boxing business. I think if I'm not mistaken, he was the he was the CEO of Golden Boy Promotion at one point. Okay, but again, not a promoter, and that's why a lot of people don't like Al Heyman. That's why Bob Arum specifically doesn't like Al Heyman because Al Heyman is not a promoter. I thought he was a promoter. Again, me being nope. a novice, I thought promoter. he was a promoter because anytime you hear Bob Arum, you hear Al Heyman. He's and, got pulled like a promoter. He okay. could, he's an advisor. He's uh, an advisor, and he's such a good advisor that people will treat him like he's their promoter. They'll be like, Well, I gotta talk to Al Heyman, see what we want to do. Like, but Al Heyman, he's just he's the curator of PPC boxing. You know, people work with him in tandem, but he's he's technically. He's not what um what Bob Aram is as a promoter. That's why you never see him. Uh, you rarely ever yeah, see him. I didn't Al realize Heyman. he was a black guy until like yes. I with the, within the past few years. So Handbone said he said Al Heyman and Suge Knight were college roommates, um, classmates. And um Angelo said Oscar was mad he didn't mind title for Richard's contribution. So he was upset as fuck. And he also said Richard used to run a Swiss bank. He knew what he, he knows what he's doing. Yes. Richard Schaefer, Richard Schaefer, big in the boxing game. So that's what I'm saying. You gotta remember, at one point, you know, all these people was on, in Mayweather's team. Yeah. So you know, he had a lot of people who knew what they were doing, and you know, everybody else, they got their own promotion, but they don't necessarily, they don't have the, the guidance, and the financial capital, to to gain off of it like like Floyd did. Yeah. Real quick, but, you know, we could talk about that all day, man. Uh, real quick, if you're just tuning in, you know, you're tuning into the Don't You Mister podcast. And we do want to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC. The Rhythm of the City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I want to jump into the NFL. NFL, if everyone is still here. Thank you, everybody who's, you know, still rocking with us. Appreciate the love. Uh, week 12. We got some we got some important games going on again. I'm still trying to get in the fill of things. You know, my 49ers, you know, we should, we're still trying to hang in there. You know, we're still trying to hang in there. We're still trying to get in there. Uh, Angelo, I know you're Browns. I know you're happy to be a Browns fan this time around. You're a Browns fan? <laughs> yes, he is. They got a tough one today. I know it's been tough. They got a tough No, they got a tough one tough. today. Has it really been tough for the uh, Browns? I mean, honestly, they're 8-3. and three. They, uh... <laughs> Listen, boxing needs, boxing needs this shine, okay? It no, but that's what he, said. That's what he said. He said, This is why I love the show. It's so unpredictable and just flows with what the hot topic is. Yes, listen, this is Don't Shoot the Messenger, the People's Podcast. We're not here to say, Okay, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. No, 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 no. Say it, say it right. We're not ESPN and Fox, but we're obligated to talk about the Cowboys. We're uh-huh. obligated to talk about LeBron, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. That's it. That's it. And we got to bring them up in every, we got to at least have a segment with them. And now we're not them. I now, hate that. I, 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 let me tell you, I deeply, deeply hate it. They hate it too, man. Oh, so, man. The heat, the heat in this room right now, though. Hambone said Brown fans exist. And, um, you know, 
I want to talk about it. And before we do um, jump to that, I do want to get to these comments. Angelo said, boxing is legit. Spent my life around um, sports fighting and training. Love the coverage. Hey, Angelo. Yo, Angelo, we got to have, you know, one of these days, we got to have me. And I didn't know he was such a big um, boxing fan. And I and love he, it. And, he, and he's such a shoe guy as well. My but that's what Ruck, you know, I ain't a shoe guy. You and Ruck are the shoe dudes. My kicks are coming to Angelo. They ain't come yet. But they will be here today. I checked the package. Can't wait till they come. Um, but I was going to say, yo, we got to have Angelo and Anthony on the show yes. with, together with me. And we need to really get some 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 heated boxing talk going. Yes. Yo, these comments are dope. Angelo said, yes, Brown fans exist 30 plus years. He said, lots of heartbreak. Handbone say, sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> And then Angel said, I love all sports. Yes, you do, man. Guess we do. Now, Chris, I do want you to talk shit. I mean, I do want you to talk shit. I mean, I do want you to talk <laughs> and what they got going on. Because I heard you say, hey, boy, I want to go on the Ravens. Yes, you will get on the Ravens. What's going on with the Ravens, man? Um, no, nah, I, was, I, was I wasn't going to get on the Ravens. Then he started talking about, um, he know I ain't put up this tree. Like, you don't know that. <laughs> oh, Chris? I, I didn't. The wife did, but you don't, it don't matter. It you know, don't matter. you did because you guys are one. That's you right. We won. She's an extension of me. So, you yeah. know, part of me went into that. Trip. Yeah. She's your rib. You know yeah. what I mean? So part, tell part, part of me, part of me, part of me went into that tree. Just like part of me went into her. So um, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> now, are the Ravens in trouble, Chris? Are they in trouble? No, they're about to go on a run. Okay. Ravens about to go on a run. I'm telling okay. you that right now. So, I mean, look. They lost. It was unfortunate what happened when they had to play the Ravens. And I think it was unexpected that they lost to the Patriots. Okay. So those were two L's I don't think that they had penciled in. But the rest of their schedule, they about to run this. What, they got five games left? Mm. Four games left? Yep. Four games left? Yeah, four games. They, what, they're seven and five, right? Handball will tell you that. I don't even care. I think they're seven and five. They're going to be 11 and five. Mm. They're going to be 11 and five. Angelo said the Ravens um, got some issues right now. Lamar, huge regression. QB sweeps ain't effective as last year. Still developing a passer. Handball, that may be so. That may we be so. are having a disappointing season. We, season. we are 6-5. and five. We will finish 11-5. and five. Yeah, I agree with him 100%. They do have some problems. They do have some problems. I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender. I think um, – but I do think they're gonna win the rest of the games on their schedule. And I also believe that um that you know they if they got when they get to the playoffs, if they gotta play the Steelers, they're out. If they gotta play the uh Chiefs, they're out. If they gotta play the Tennessee Titans, they're out. If they gotta play the Colts, they're out. So you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how successful they'll be once they get to the playoffs, but I do I got full confidence that they're gonna end the season eleven and five and be in the playoffs. Let me get their schedule up here. Hold on, Chris. I'm, let me let me let me see what they got here. Hold on. I'm, I want to see what their schedule looking like because I know it's a lot of people out there who are like. Well, what is their schedule looking like? You know, going moving forward. So let me put it up on the screen here. Shouts out to Streamyard who hold me down, man. Love you guys. Uh, let me go to the Ravens schedule. Okay, so you can see the Ravens schedule. Um, so they got to play the Browns, and then they got to play Jacksonville. Giants and Bengals. Yes. Yes. Now, should they be concerned about the Browns? Should they? No. Listen, no no disrespect to Angelo and the Browns, but the Browns ain't beat a good team all year. 
They didn't beat the Ravens when they played them. The the Browns have benefited from a bad schedule. I mean, they had a, not a bad schedule, an easy schedule. And I have yet to see them put up a, a good performance against a quality ranked team. Hmm. I mean, okay. you can make the same assessment of the Ravens, too. They haven't really beat a good team yet either. But they beat the Browns badly, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the first time they play. Uh, Angela said it's um, the Chiefs and the Titans, in my honest opinion, for the AFC, only two built for success. Oh, no, you got to put the Steelers in there. Yeah. You got to uh, put the Steelers in there. Uh, Shots up to the neighbor Kenny, baby. What's good, baby? You got to come over one day, man. He said Ravens lost to every good team. Um, that could be said. That could be said. Uh, also, also, uh, Angelo said, he said, I'm not hyping Baker. Laugh my ass off. He is asked just because I'm uh, stating facts about Lamar's one dimensional regression. Doesn't mean I'm saying Baker's good. It's irrelevant to the comment. Laugh my ass off. Don't be hurt. I love when you're <laughs> you. Well, no, listen, I mean, he's got, you know, uh, Lamar has definitely had a couple steps back this year. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh. Baker oh. Mayfield, and I'm gonna let you get on that one. Hold, one second, oh. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is at his best when the ball is out of his hands and they running that ball. Yes, and that's just the truth with the Browns. When the Browns can run the ball and put it in Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb hands, they can be competitive. As soon as you need Baker, it's out. <laughs> it's out. Mm. Now listen, if the Ravens, though, on the other hand. If they can't control and get a lead and play with a lead, they no good either. Because if you got to come behind, if the Ravens got to come from behind and have Lamar pass you back in the game, you in a world of trouble as well. So yeah. you know they both. The the Steelers though, on the other hand, even though they, I know they just lost uh Bud Dupree, and, and that is that's a major injury, especially after losing uh uh Wimbush earlier this year. They still got they still got the best defense in the AFC North. They still got the best offense in the AFC North, and they still got the best coach in the AFC North. True. Did I say quarterback? They got the best quarterback as well. So, like, you know what I mean? They, they, they're set. So let me read some of these comments, man. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in again. We got my man uh, Kenny Roberts, also Jermaine Agnew, shout, uh, fellow Hyde alum. He said Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl, and they are going to beat Pittsburgh next week. First, they got to worry about my Niners. So take it ahead of yourself. As my man. Uh, you know, as the old saying go, you can't put the wagon before the horse. Kenny said Ravens will lose to the Browns and Giants. Okay. That's just preposterous. <laughs> that then, is just preposterous. And then Angel said, no, nah, I agree. Just because I'm a Browns fan doesn't mean I'm biased. Keeping 100, we got a lot of problems on both sides. Uh, Jermaine reiterated his Buffalo Bills take. And uh, he said, yes, Steelers, I admitted them in error. Oh, okay. Yes, we are definitely. He said we're desperately tripping. Um, we'll beat both of them. Okay. Yeah, um, but they'll be. Yeah, I'm telling you. I tell you this though. To to Angelo's point, if if they had a better quarterback, the Browns would be scary. I agree. I agree. They would be scared. Baker. I don't know what the thing is with Baker. I don't know if it's that he thinks he's better than he really is. Yes, that's or... what it, he gets a lot of slack. And that's what, listen, whenever you're a white quarterback in the NFL, you get more rope to hang yourself hold with. On, but hold on, no. But that's just... one aspect. I don't know if it's that or if he's just really not good, like at all. I, 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 I'm torn. Because it, it, it's not, I can't say that he's devoid of talent. 
but I don't know. He's, it's a funny, it's a funny dynamic with him, and I and I can't put my finger on it. Two point oh. That's what I'm just saying. See, that's what I, I don't want to go that far. I'm going that far. I don't want to go that far, but at the same time. I mean, come on, listen, with all the weapons around you, I think that you have been put in a situation where you where your weaknesses have been hidden because you have a great run game, you had solid receivers, good tight end. So everything that you need is around you. Even if you're not, you know, great, again, you know, look at Ryan Tannehill, you know. Let's just say if, you know, Ryan Tannehill was on a brown. I think we, you know, I mean, eh. But again, when you have enough around you to hide your weaknesses, that's what make you a pretty decent quarterback. And Baker Mayfield, I think, one, he's thinking too much. Mm. He's not letting the game come to him like he should. And also, you know, again, not knocking him, but I'm knocking him. But also his age and experience. I think that if and when he gets to that age, then about two more years, and he understands the game like, you know what? I don't have to do too much because I have all this around me. And I think he's from the era of, I want to make big plays. I want to make the YouTube plays. No, just let the game come to you. You'll be fine. So that's just, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Angelo says, he said, I agree. We need better linebackers and safety. Offensively, uh, we have everything but a quarterback. Yes. And Kenny, come on. He said, Matthew Stafford. Tra- Kenny, stop. Now, Kenny is a Titans fan. Kenny's a Titans mm, fan. Okay. So, you know, uh, of course, he won't go there. He said, Baker winning games. The Ravens not. So this is this is a lot of well. Fun. That's the thing. It's like the Browns are winning games, but they got a they had a soft schedule, man. They, 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 like you can't deny that they had a soft, really soft schedule. And he's winning games, but are they winning games because of him? Right. Now, Angelo, who is a Browns fan, I think he has a great take, and I want to read this out. That loud. is a great take. That is a they great got take. All he said, uh, they got excuses all day for Baker. Never heard of a starting quarterback not. Uh, being able to play with elite talent. They blame Odell Beckham Jr. for his inability, but he played worse when everyone said he would play better without Odell Beckham. Foolish Browns logic. That's why I don't talk to, talk to too many in the fan base. Not realistic at all. Listen, I think every fan base is really you know crazy at times. I'm, I'm just saying, like, delusional. The Cowboys fan base, cocaine Cowboys. To be honest, but anyway, and he also says Baker's has terrible mechanic. He never sets his feet, which is true. He panics too quick after his first read, even without pressure, he shrinks the field. Wow, I commend you. I think being a Browns fan, you have to be real, and I think being a Browns fan, you got to say, "Yo, listen, this is what it is, and we're happy to win, but we got to say what it is." Same thing with being a Niners fan with Jimmy G. Like, I mean, people want to say, "Oh, well, you were rooting with Jimmy G when y'all was winning last year." And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, even when the 49ers were winning, I still said I'm not sold on Jimmy G. You did. I said, listen, I'm glad we're winning. But like Angelo feels about Baker, you know, he doesn't set his feet. Wide open shots in the Super Bowl that would have gave us the Super Bowl win. And he still continuing to play with that till this day. I think, you know. But hold on. I say this about Jimmy G, though. Jimmy G is not dynamic. But Jimmy G is solid, and he's not. He, he has won't, for the most of the point. He man. won't lose you a game, even if you need to throw a lot. He won't lose you the game. I feel like Baker, on the other hand, could lose you a game, hmm. and he's not dynamic, or at least 
he's not as dynamic as he thinks he is because he right. was able to run around and do things in college that he can't do in the pros. Nah, these guys too smart. <laughs> well, it's not that they're too smart. It's dude, you played in the Big Twelve. There ain't no defense in the Big Twelve at all, at all. Angelo said, um, he said, if we talk schedule, the Steelers' schedule is weak. And now at the end of the day, uh, you have to beat who's on your schedule. And that's true. That's true. Well, look, the AFC North schedule in general was weak. There's no doubt about that. But I'm just saying, man, I, I watched some of those games. I, I seen the struggle that they had with Cincinnati. Uh, I'm talking about the, the, the Browns. Um, I seen the struggle that they had with bad teams that they just should not have had struggles with. I seen and, the the Steelers get um get a gimme against the Cowboys too. But. I mean, listen, they had to play the NFC least. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's just those are just four gimmies for everybody, honestly. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, what the so who's in the league? What aren't the Giants in leading that division and, right now? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Honestly. Nice. It doesn't. Does it? There is no. not a team. I don't care who wins that division. They losing first round. First round. Don't they lose they losing. Before they even the game we start, I'm just saying. I do not care. It's an L. Mm. Right. He said it's only week because we play the NFC East. Hey, everybody. Everybody got to get their win somehow. Don't it's mind true. how you get it, man. I don't mind how you get it. Chris, man, any other topics that you want to talk about, man? Um, I think I pre-hit everything I want to talk about. I think you did a great job of talking about the fight and explaining boxing. Also, um, and shouts out to Angelo. Uh, uh, Hambone, Kenny, Jermaine, everybody that tuned in. Even I, yes, I appreciate everybody. Um, you know, thank everybody. Also, man, I do. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, tell the business, but I do want to send my love and support to you, Chris, and to your family, uh, especially to your brother Terrell, who's a long time, you know, listener. Supporter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, definitely sending my love to everybody, man. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, but. On that note, Chris, I don't have much more to say, man. I think we did a great job. I can't wait till we you know come back. What what one thing we could talk about is um how your Florida Gators okay. cost me go ahead, go ahead. dearly. I know, I okay? know. Here's the thing. I know here's the thing about that. Okay. Please do. Yo, I <laughs> call, I talked to this man yesterday before I put in that bet for Florida. Yes, you did. Now, granted, I'm saying this after our I, I won parlays later on in the day. But th- let me tell you why this stings and this hurts me. Because I said, yo, man, Tennessee sucks. Do they not suck, Quet? Yes, yes, they do. They were, five, five, they were on a five-game losing streak going against the number six-ranked team in the country, Florida, who's supposed to have a high pole offense, correct? Yes. yes. Yo, only scored seven points in the first quarter. Now, they got to win by the spread was 17 and a half, so they got to win by 18. They uh, they scored a seven to three. There go my bro. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you up after the show, um, Rel. Love him. I know what he's going through. So uh, anyway, so they're up. They don't score in the first quarter. They go up thirty-one. Right, go Gators. Go ahead. Fuck, fuck the Gators. They go up thirty-one. <laughs> they go up thirty-one to seven with six minutes left. Mind you, they need to win by eighteen to cover the to cover the bet. Uh-huh. They literally let Tennessee, who couldn't move the ball other than one drive the whole game, they let the Tennessee Volunteers go up and down the field 
twice in six minutes to get two touchdowns to break my back. Mm. Let me tell you something. I am going to root for Alabama. I hate Alabama. I hate Alabama, too. I hate Alabama. Like, I'm hoping Ohio State stays at number four so we could play them in the first round so we could beat them like we did in 2015 because I despise Alabama. I'm not, I have, ne- I'm going to root for Alabama so hard when they play Florida because they caught, they left, they left money on the table for good quality, wholesome betters out there. And I just, need retribution. Let me I just, need retribution. Let me just say this. Um, Where'd you go? Where'd you go, man? Are we still live? <laughs> Did no. you mess up? Okay, there we go. Okay, there you go. Again, I just want to I'm a hater. The University of Florida football program, we are built on morals, respect, and principles. Okay. So when you're talking about betting for money, we don't do that, Chris. Okay. Because we are first athletes. I'm sorry. Ugh. Student athletes. That's what we are, Chris. We are student athletes. So we might have cost you money, Chris. Yes, that could be true. But I tell you what we won't cost. We won't cost the American people great <laughs> tradition and principal student who will someday run this country. That's what we don't When I hit you up about the Florida bed, did you not tell me easy money? Now, did you not tell me easy money? Allegedly. So listen, right? I want to say this, but I also told you, I, I I told you, our defense is a bit suspect, okay? Our defense are playing like we are in the Big 12 right now, okay? Here's the thing. This is, you know what? I disagree with that tape because your defense held them to seven points for almost yeah, the entire game. But, and, Chris, and, and at the end, of, I understand look playing at, a prevent defense. But, but if I understand you look at how we've been playing all year, listen, I'm going to tell you what. Our offense can bang with anybody. Okay, Pitts, trash, who's really surprised me because I didn't think he was going to be this good now. Our offense is going to get you money. Okay, now our defense, on the other hand, it depends on who we play. And I think for us, we we are the team that plays down the competition. I think people think we're going to get blown up by Bama. That's not I hope so. Lord, I hope so. It's not going to happen. I hope so. I'm going to tell you what. Our defense is going to show up and you're going to be like, where have you been all season long? I don't think so. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't. I don't know what the line going to be for that game, but out of pure spite, I'm gonna take Bama in the line, no matter what. If the line came out because the line was the line was 29 for Bama versus LSU last night. They did Uh cover, like a real team. Um, (laughs) And uh, even if it was even if it was 29 against Florida, which I think would be insane, I'll take it just out of pure. Well, go ahead. Now, hate in my heart. Now, there is a statistic that's been, you know, I don't want to, it's a statistic or it's just a coincidence. They said every time LeBron James won a championship, so has Nick Saban. That's true. So that's what the hot take is. And that's what they've been saying, you know. But my Florida Gators, we will show up again. We don't want to talk about no SEC championship. We want to take it a game at a time when we don't play who's in front of us. So that's how we can take this. Go Let me tell you something. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait either, Chris. I can't wait. I need I need this. I'm not even looking to the SEC because, you know, we got people talking about we're going to get blown out by Bama. This, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. For it. 
Because I remember, let me tell you something. Go ahead. If they get in beat, don't yo, you better ignore me. <laughs> you better. And you gonna be like, why are you taking this out you on me? You're a Florida Michigan. fan. You better worry about Michigan. Come on, fam. You, you know what Michigan about to do? Michigan about to forfeit the game so they can uh, try to keep us out of the Big Ten championship. I hope so because they need to. They they need. And, you, and, and this is what the Big Ten said. The Big Ten said, "Well, listen, if they don't play." Then we need to find a way to get Ohio State the Big Ten Championship game. So it don't matter what they do. I don't gotcha. care what Michigan do. But um, they, that is real concern that Michigan is like, you know what? What well, I got for Harbaugh? Harbaugh got to Harbor got get fired. He 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 got to go. He got to go. I, yo, people have said that, and I'm going. Well, what's your alternative? Here's the problem with Michigan fans. Y'all think y'all better than y'all really are. Oh. Y'all think y'all this elite program. Y'all haven't been for for decades. When's the last time y'all played in the national championship? 1997. Here's the thing. You've been up and down for years. You just don't want to admit it. I mean, after after um Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr. Yes. That Lloyd Carr, who who only beat the Buckeyes like twice. <laughs> after that, you know, you got your, your Brady Hoax and you got your Rich Rodriguez and you got Harbaugh. Listen, y'all just to be fair, there's only four elite programs in college football right now, anyway. That's true. Y'all ain't one of them. So you're light years behind Ohio State in recruiting, in offense, defense, just the way that we approach the game in general. And they keep trying to get a, a hire that's gonna bring their prestige back, but you're so far behind. Harbaugh is good for y'all. He's giving y'all almost, I mean, obviously not this year, but he's giving y'all like 10 wins a season. He's getting y'all to bowl games. He's not winning. That's what, okay, well, you're not good enough. And you need to be happy with that, okay? I, you know, they, they keep trying to think that they're on the level of Ohio State, and I hate to break it to you, but you're not. I have to agree with you, Chris. You're not. To. So what you need to do is become – an old married couple and settle. Settle for what you got. Because let me tell you something. There's nothing out here in these streets for you. <laughs> there ain't no national championships for Michigan. There ain't no, there ain't no litter of, of five-star recruits for Michigan. There ain't, yo. You know where they go? They go to Clemson. They go to Bama. They go to Ohio State. They go to Georgia. Florida. No. Listen, that's where <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Listen, listen, listen. It's been a great time, and we got some games going on. And I know we people watching, but I appreciate y'all. I don't know who this focus bill. No, leave my damn get off my channel. Uh, we don't want your affordable rates. We have people on Fiverr who can do it cheaper and better. Thank you. I appreciate you. But now we don't need you. Um, again, you know, Yo, get your plug. If you want to plug, just you know, DM us. Yeah, that's it. We got rates, and we'll plug you. You know, yeah. what I mean? whatever you do, we'll plug, we'll plug it up, you in and we can work with you. But you're not gonna come up here and put a whole book about how you do this. That no, nah, I don't got time for that. Come on, man. Anyway, so I had fun today, Chris. Thank you, and again, As our always. brother Ruck, get better, man. You know, please get better. Hope Yo, Ruck, drink some Metamucil. Yes, man. Some um, <laughs> hold on. Them bones is brittle. Get some fiber in you. Hold on, hold on, Chris. Hey, yo, you might want to get your man the, the mom or the soup or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably be, be, be all right. Yeah. 
I was like, when he, I ain't go, I ain't gonna say what happened, but what the hell? I'm like, man, that's some old shit right there. Oh Lord Jesus. And it, it was probably something so simple. So simple. I made one step. Oh but anyway, listen. Thanks again for tuning to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. We really appreciate y'all. On behalf of the Rookery Report, I'm your man, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. We out of here. Peace. The Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Rookery Report, a.k.a. Jerry. Ready? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me. X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family. What up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast.